people are celebrating Pride Month this June and our own Limerick Pride is just around the corner. It'll be running in early July, including the big Pride March on the 8th of next month, which is always very exciting across a really big weekend in Limerick because you've got Dermot Kennedy playing his gigs and then you have lots of people travelling to Croke Park for uh, Limerick in the All-Ireland Hurling semi-final as well. Um, But uh, unfortunately, despite the celebrations, many do still live in fear of coming out to loved ones and they still face judgment and homophobia on an all-too-regular basis. And after a sellout performance at last year's Limerick Pride, Anne Blake returns to Dolan's, just down the road from us, on the Dock Road, with her show, The Morning After, The Life Before, and she is with me in the studio. Hello, how are you doing? Hi, Joe. I am thrilled to be back uh, chatting to you again. Absolutely. Fantastic to (laughs) have you. Now, I mean, it's great news the show is back, Mm -hmm. but do you think that even in the last 12 months the world has become a little bit of a scarier place for the community. Oh, uh, w- without doubt. Um, I I suppose we're all watching what's happening, particularly in, in America, uh, which I suppose is someone we've, all, it's a country we've looked to uh, kind of almost towards how progressive it is and inclusive it is and how it's kind of scary to see how things can swing the other direction. Um, which I suppose with this show, uh, which celebrates a moment, which, believe it or not now, Joe, is eight years ago, marriage equality passed in Ireland. <laughs> is it really? It's See, with the pandemic, honestly, you don't know where you are in time anymore. Was it 2015? 2015. And I suppose what Ireland did that day was shone a light out to to the to the world. It's this beacon of inclusion and, and love and uh and also, like in a fun way, kind of shamed Germany and Australia who realised they didn't have marriage equality and went, wait a second, we we need to sort our laws out. And then um, I think with this show that, that I've written and I've been performing, um, well, it premiered in um, in Bell Table in, in 2017. Uh, you know, I, I had wondered, certainly when I performed it last year after the pandemic, it, like, is this still relevant? Do we still need this? And the resounding response I got from people was, Yes, like in a lovely way, as in this is a very beautiful memory when Ireland did something remarkable. But in a sad way, we still need it too, because as you say, around the world, there's a lot of divisiveness. Um, but also, quite sadly, even in, in my own life, I see and know young people who who even might have been eight or nine when that happened, who are struggling to come out because of bullying or because of... Um, because of just growing up with with fear, and I think visibility—you can never underestimate the power of visibility and, and telling stories. Mm. What is the premise then to remind listeners of your show in the morning after the life before? Yeah, uh, so the the title is actually a text message I got from my my brother. Well, it was how is the morning after the life before, uh, which I got the day after the referendum. Um, so the whole story is my own. I suppose it's going from, you know, what's 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 personal is universal. So it's telling my own story of, of my own coming out, my own struggles, my own issues. And, and I was quite, I was a lot older. I wasn't a teenager. Um, and then in the backdrop of the marriage equality referendum, like what that looked like, obviously a lot of us as adults lived through that, but what, what it was like from a very kind of personal point of view, um, 
and and yeah, and it kind of I suppose tries to to bottle a bit of the magic of that time. And and you know, without revealing too much of the show, I, just talk to me a bit about you as a younger person. And were you acknowledging this to yourself, or, or how how was your life sh- being shaped? By not coming out. Um, oh no, I was not remotely acknowledging this to myself. Now everyone's story is different, and I think sometimes we can assume this is the this is the gay coming out story, and it's this, and then everything changes, and it's really obvious, and it's really different for per, for different people for different genders. It's all really different, and for me, uh, for one thing, my age, like thirty years, like last Saturday, thirty years ago. Uh, homosexuality was decriminalised. I was fourteen then. Do you know? So I, as a kid, it was illegal. Well, for men, it was it was illegal. Women kind of didn't exist. I guess <laughs> it just tells you what's going on there. But uh, so I was growing up with all that. I also had my uh, my own kind of environment. I grew up with, which was very Catholic and very Christian. And and can I be very clear? There are plenty of. Catholics and Christians who were completely accepting uh, of 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 the the queer community, but unfortunately, what I was being exposed to wasn't, and that got internalised, and so I felt um, I suppose it's kind of like pushing something far away, and eventually, um, yeah, it it was quite late. Like I was I was thirty one when I came out, and as I said, but it's not a straightforward story, literally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Of, of of course, yeah, um, yeah. And and did did you uh, did you have feelings or what what you know in your twenties or sure yeah of course but I suppose there's a very kind of clever thing with certain kinds of programming we all go through and if it's and I kind of tackle this in the show but if you're told at a very young age that you're probably going to feel something for people your own gender at some point and don't worry that's totally normal but it's wrong so it's kind of future proofing against you're you might feel at some point or you might not and if you do like that don't be shocked but then don't do anything about it so it's a very clever way of getting you to kind of police yourself um and and i'm not saying this in some kind of big conspiracy theory way it's just literally how uh how how the teaching was done that i was exposed to which was kind of i suppose it was it was smart that way because then it just meant I delegitimized any any feelings I had. You know. And indeed, in that year, it, it wasn't unusual. I mean, the decriminalization, as you say, mm. it was the early nineties, which a lot of younger people struggle to even believe now. And and uh, like, and also to not underestimate, we talk about visibility. Like the visibility of of TV shows and that now is much clear, uh, clear. But in general, when I was growing up, if there was a gay character. They often were male and they were predatory and are, are you know, they were, they weren't a, a likable character or they were, so, it was something to be feared or something to be grossed out by. And if you're exposed to that a lot, like, the culture is, it's, 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 it's the air you breathe, it's the water you're swimming in. You can't see it. It's, it's not like a big, it's not an agenda coming at you. It's just the, the structure of the world. And so if I kept being, seeing that, you don't want to be part of that. You don't, you don't want to be on the outside. You don't want to be other and you don't want to be part of something that's ultimately, I suppose, if culture is telling you it's grossing people out. And and, and what about love then, Anne? You know, did, did, was, was the love after you came out? Was it a part of coming out? What, 
you know, in your life. Falling in love? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. I I mean, I I met a a remarkable uh, woman uh, called Jenny. Uh, We know, we've had in the studio here. Jenny Jenny Nae Hannon, now Blake, she took my name. (laughs) There there you go. (laughs) Try and and figure that one out. Um, Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, I suppose what we can get in our head and be like, oh, you know, we... I think all of us can talk ourselves out of most things in life. Uh, And even, as I said, it's not straightforward that people can talk themselves out of their feelings and and, and who they are attracted to as well. Um, And I suppose just I... I was met with an amazing love that could not be could not be denied. And uh and what's been lovely about it since I think now we're together quite a while now. Um but as I said, spoiler, <laughs> marriage equality was eight years ago, so this you know, it's not a recent story in, in my life, but it's 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 a pivotal one. And I think what I found is everything in my life became a lot easier. And because it had this knock on effect where I was I was accepting of myself, it just other things work out better in life and and thank and we've been very lucky in in our life together as well and we're still together so and how much a part in your life um all of your life has music and performing played oh like since very young uh so i my mother was a musician and uh she had us all singing together <laughs> singing grace it's a good way to learn <laughs> to learn singing uh, but all through uh like like i was in the school shows in Laurel hill i went on to do theater in kind of in my own time and then going on to study it but music I played. I picked up the guitar when I was eight, and it was just it just came to me very quickly, and it's always been throughout everything I kind of do in life uh, creatively. Mm. Um, to you know, to whom do you think your show will appeal? Uh, well. <laughs> That's a good question because I've, I've been doing this show now, as I said, a premiere 2017. It's been to Canada, it's been all over the UK, it's been to New York and it's been around Ireland. And uh, what has been a really gorgeous discovery is young and old, straight, queer, every kind of side of, of society has come to see the show and it's always resonated with people either through experience of a loved one coming out or their own story or just being a human. Like I had a lovely experience in Montreal. A girl came up to me and said, she was Irish and she said, thank you for capturing the day I was proudest to be Irish. And that was, so you've got that side of things and then you have um, all this intergenerational stuff. And my my stage manager, I had a funny experience when we were doing the show last year. Um, She was new to the team, Erin Fitzgerald. She she's twenty two. It's obviously born in what around two thousand, and she's sitting through watching the play, and she went, "You know, I couldn't vote. I was fifteen. <laughs> and so the other thing now is it's like not sound boring, but it's actually a record now. It's a document of a time. So there was a time the show was very new and you know fresh after the referendum, but now it's actually it's kind of as a it's kind of a historical document as well for a moment in time. Yes. Uh, so it is the morning after the life. Before it's at Dolan's, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have the dates in your head? I do. It's yeah. July the sixth at seven p.m. 
And I have to make, I, I, I have to clarify, I have a co-performer in this show, Lucia Smith. So I don't do it on my own. Uh, she plays a cast of thousands. She works very hard, probably much harder on stage than I do. And um, uh, yeah, and she was, if she was here, she'd say, Anne, remind them it's funny that there's a lot of comedy in it. <laughs> it's, in, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, it's a queer story. Oh, it's going to be really depressing. Uh, there's a lot of humour in it. And it's just very much about life and I suppose, as I said, it's personal. So if you think queer issues are some cerebral out there thing, no, this is about people and life. I should mention our online station Pride Vibes, which you can get through the Live 95 app as well, celebrating Pride around the country and here in Limerick in uh, the build-up to the week. And uh, then the 8th, as I mentioned, is the parade. And it is amazing to see how Limerick Pride has grown it's stunning. It's and the the city's really, really welcomed it. And, and it in like as I suppose we have a lovely thing with Pride in Limerick is you've got June and then we go the first week of July. So it's kind of like five weeks of of Pride. But yeah, it's it's such a lovely. I have this memory of um of of Pride a number of years ago, and there were some protesters there, and the and I just remember members of the Gardaí Econa going up to the protesters and saying it's their day. It's their day. And I just thought, wow, what a, what a moment in just that societal shift where, and that's what marriage equality referendum did. It's like, we've got you. You yeah. know, society is saying we've got you. And that was really, um, that's really heartwarming. Yeah. And when you consider, you know, the the pride flag over City Hall, flying over City Hall. Yeah. I mean, you know, for someone of your generation, you, you, know, you must pass that and go, that's just... Oh, completely. Like, growing up, I, I'm very happy social media did not exist when I was young. I mean, the things I was saying and doing, I would have been cancelled a long time ago. <laughs> and you know what I, you know, the, we used to say all these these slurs as a joke to each other, mm, you know? Mm. And I'm, I mean, and I'm I'm forgiving my younger self for that because I, I literally didn't know any better, you yes, know? Yes. But uh, it does have a knock-on effect. And as I said, like, visibility I know there's this attitude, why do you need to march? Why do you need to do this? It's like, we have to work very hard to just be at zero, to just be at level a level of acceptance of ourselves. I'm just, so, and, and then there's members of the community that we have to pull up. Like I am, can I be very clear? I am a cis, um, middle-class, white woman. You know, I have a lot of privilege. I I can walk down the street and nobody would necessarily know any better. But there's a lot of members of the community, the moment they walk out their door, they draw negative attention. Um, And I think, you know, I I just think it's our job as a community to to just pull each other up and, and, and to be a support. Yeah. And just that social media point you make, I think is so valid. Isn't it an awful shame that it feels like for a lot of young people, they can't make mistakes in even semi-privacy anymore. That, you know, this thing, because of the way social media is and camera phones and everywhere, that a lot of people make a mistake and they're still living with it 30 years later. Well, this is it. I mean, failure is a part of life. We yeah. all mess up. As I said, are you also, you know, you test boundaries when you're younger, you say hmm. things, you try things, you, you know, uh, I think like it's good to keep an eye on bullying absolutely yes, absolutely yeah, of course but we also need to forgive and and give people a chance to to learn and whatever it is whatever they said you know as i said, you know when you're younger you, you also 
I I don't have the study in front of me, but it is said that not till your mid twenties you fully understand lifelong consequences. Do you know? So when you're thirteen, yeah. fourteen, you yeah. really aren't. And as I said, thankfully, I uh, I grew up free from that. <laughs> right. So people are presumably can check out the Dolan's uh, website for tickets. Yes. Details uh, seven p.m. in Dolan's warehouse on the sixth of July, the morning after the life before by Anne Blake. Always enjoy having you in, Anne. Thank you so Always much. Always great to chat to you. Uh, well, listen, it's a joy to be on. And thank you to Limerick Pride. Thank you, Dolans. Uh, thank you, actually, Regeneron gave me a bit of sponsorship too. So I want to give a shout out to them too. And uh, Joe, thank you so much. Cheers, Anne. We'll take a break. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95.